Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. I hope you guys are doing well on this nice, beautiful day. So check this out, man. This podcast is going to be an installment of One Gotta Go. Now, if you don't know what One Gotta Go is, I bring up four things. It could be actors. It could be uh, songs. It could be movies. The last edition was actors, and I pick out my three favorite, and then the last one has to go, and all of their, you know, work has to go forever. So... What we're going to do with this installment is we're going to do movies. And with the recent passing of John Singleton, we're going to do John Singleton movies. Now, if you don't know who John Singleton was, he was a prolific director, directed some great work. Now, his resume is far too extensive and far too great for me to just paraphrase. But if you got some time, Google John Singleton, man. He did some really dope shit. So check this out. The four four options in this episode are Poetic Justice, Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, and Baby Boy. Now, if you are familiar with these movies, these are cult classics. Some of them got more fame than others. Some of them are considered, you know, hood movies or whatever. But these are classics in black cinema and just cinema in general. So we're going to start off with the one that is staying off top. The one that is not going anywhere. The one that is going to stay on this list. I'm sure you probably guessed it by now, but it is Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood is not going fucking anywhere. Boys in the Hood is a... It probably was the first real hood movie when you think about it. I mean, they had things like colors and all, but that shit was kind of corny. But Boys in the Hood was well-rounded. It was the start of a lot of careers like Cuba Gooding Jr., Morris Chestnut, Regina King, Lawrence Fishburne, Angela Bassett... Um, Ice Cube got his first big role in there. It was just like, Boys in the Hood, is it's, it's a lot of ups, it's a lot of downs, and it showed the side of L.A. that a lot of people didn't get to see. Because you got to remember, L.A. was not influenced by music or movies or entertainment, or entertainment. The bloods, the crips, the violence, the gang trouble, and all that, that predates any of that shit. So when you have a lot of cities that were influenced by L.A., LA influenced the whole industry. And that is the gangster rap industry. That is the gangster movies. And Boys in the Hood was probably the first one that had a real message. Like it just wasn't murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Now the story follows Trey. Trey is played by Cuba Gooding Jr. He's fresh out of high school. He's taking the SATs. He's getting in touch with his girl Brandy, played by Nia Long. Like he's just dealing with typical high school shit, but in the hood. Like, that was it, in the hood. His father is Lawrence Fishburne, who took him from Angela Bassett when he was younger because Trey was running wild, so he had to go live with his pops in South Central. And it's basically a story about his ups and downs. And his neighbors, his childhood friends are, you know, Doughboy, played by Ice Cube, and his half-brother Ricky, played by Morris Chestnut. And they are treated treated totally different by their mom. You know, Doughboy is the, the fuck-up, the gang member. His mom don't really care for him. Ricky is the college-bound football star. His mom love. And it's just weird dynamics that are true to life because that is some true shit. But it's, it's a good movie, man. It's good. If you ain't seen it by now, I ain't giving out no fucking spoiler alerts, but Ricky dies. Ricky dies. Ricky gets killed in a drive-by shooting with a shotgun out the goddamn window. He got into it prior with some dudes at a car meet, and, you know, they caught him slipping in the alley, and Ricky, all that good shit, right? 
Doughboy and them, they go back, catch the guys at Fat Burgers and shoot an AK out of a lowrider. Now, if that isn't some West Coast shit, I don't know what to tell you. An AK out of a lowrider. Like, that shit is crazy, bro. But it says in the end that Doughboy saw his brother buried the next day. And two weeks later, Doughboy got murdered. And then it closes to the credits and says, you know, um, uh, Trey ended up going to Morehouse and uh, Br uh, Brandy, which was Nia Long, she ended up going to Spellman. Like, it's just showing what life was in the hood. You're going to have some people that make it out, some people not going to make it out. And I think John Singleton perfectly portrayed that in Boys in the Hood. So that's why Boys in the Hood is staying. The second movie that is staying. Now, this was a tough one. This was a tough one. But I'm going to say Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice has to stay. Um, it was a great movie, great love story. It opens with Janet Jackson's character. Her name is Justice. And she's in the movie drive-in with her boyfriend, her then-boyfriend, Q-Tip. Now, Q-Tip goes to get some snacks. And he notices at the concession stand that it's some guys eyeing him. Now, one of the guys eyeing him is one of the guys that killed Ricky and Boys in the Hood. If you don't know, the, the actors, the actors, not the real, you know, it's a fucking movie. But the, one of the actors that kills Q-Tip is one of the actors that killed Ricky and Boys in the Hood. Shit is crazy. But Q-Tip goes back to the car. He's like telling Justice, you know, I got into it with these dudes. You know, um, you know, I think they watching me. And about a couple seconds later, gun comes in, he gets shot in the head, and then the movie opens, right? So the story basically follows Justice trying to recover from that mentally, find herself. She's kind of kind of like a like a recluse. She's an introvert now. She, you know, she works at a salon, and then it's Tupac's character. His name was Lucky. He is the mailman. And he goes in the salon and tries to hit on her, etc. etc. Now you got Regina King that plays uh Justice's friend, and then you got I think it's Guy Tory. I think Guy Tory. It's Guy Tory or Joe Tory, but I think it's Guy. They brothers, they look exactly the fuck alike. Alright, they do a lot of the same movies. But I think it's Guy Tory. So, Guy Tory, and he plays the actor Chicago. He, his character is Chicago and Lucky, you know, played by Tupac. They drive trucks, they do mail trucks, so they they mailmen. And when they go to the facility, one of the supervisors is like, hey, I need you guys to run this up to, to Oakland. So they're like, all right. Chicago is dating um, Regina King's character. I forgot her name in the movie. But she calls her up. He calls her up and say, hey, you want to run to Oakland with me? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll run to Oakland. She invites Justice. Now, Justice gets to the mail truck and she's like, damn, that's lucky. I just got into it with this motherfucker at my job because he keeps trying to hit on me. So they go in and then it's, you know, it's, they argue, she get out, she walk, she get back in the truck. So they going through the little motions, right? Eventually they start falling in love. Eventually she opens up to him. He opens up as well. And that whole trip up there, they just feeling each other. They fall in love. You know, they, 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 they becoming closer about halfway through the trip. Uh, Guy Tory, Chicago, and Regina King's character get into it. They've been getting into it the whole trip because Regina King is a drunk in that movie. She is highly disrespectful to Guy Tory. She doesn't wear her, her ring and all. It's like a bunch of little shit that eventually adds up. So, Tupac says, I'm tired of this. So, he pulls the mail truck. I don't know why I call him Tupac. His name is Lucky in the movie, but it's fucking Tupac. So, he pulls the truck over on the way, on the highway. They had a little turnout. He pulls the truck over, says, y'all got to get out and go, go handle y'all shit. So while they outside the truck arguing, 
Regina King goes off on them. You know, your dick is whack. You you, you don't you know you don't do this. You don't do that. You think you the shit because you work out because you buff. And then she says, "That's why I'm fucking somebody else." He blacks out. Guy Tory blacks out. Starts whooping Regina King's ass. I'm saying like he started whooping her ass like closed fists whooping her ass. Justice is in a truck watching it. And she asks Lucky, like, you're not going to do anything? And Lucky's like, hell no, that's their business. So Justice gets out. She kicks Chicago in the nuts. He turns around. He tackles her. Then Lucky gets out, of course, to protect Justice. And then he jumps on fucking Chicago's back. And then whoops his ass. They start fighting. He picks up his brush because Chicago had this hairbrush that he kept brushing. And he just kept brushing his hair with. And Lucky just grabbed the brush, threw it. The girls got in the truck. Lucky said, walk your ass to Oakland. So by the time they make it up to Oakland, Lucky had a little side mission. He was going to go visit his cousin and do some raps and do some rhymes or, you know, do some music. By the time they get up there, it turns out that Lucky's cousin was murdered. Like soon as he pulls up the cop lights and the yellow tape and all that shit is out. Like his cousin was murdered. So at the same time, the girls had a little side mission. They were going up there for a hair show. So Lucky is driving him to the hair show and he's just like, his mind is gone. So he drops him off and, and Justice is like, you know, I'm sorry, whatever, whatever, whatever. Lucky is like, nah, fuck that. It wouldn't have happened if I was fucking with your ass. And he kind of go off on the drop her off, drive off. Sometime later, you know, Lucky comes to his senses. He had a daughter. He brought his daughter to, to the salon. Him and him and Justice make up. Um, it's, it's, it's weird, bro. It's like... It's good though. It's good because it's like a weird love story. It's like a hood love story. That's what it is. But it's a good film. It's greatly done. Different shots, different sceneries, a lot of quotables. You got goddamn tone loke in it. Like it's just it's it's a good movie. So that's why that one gotta stay. So so far, we got well, we started with Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, and Baby Boy on the list. And the ones that are staying is Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice. So the last two is Higher Learning and Baby Boy. All right, so the third one that is going to stay on this list, this list of four movies did by John Singleton, which were Poetic Justice, Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, and Baby Boy. Poetic Justice stays, Boys in the Hood stays, and the third one that is going to stay, and you have to be a fucking fool if you thought I was going to choose the other one, and the one that is staying is Higher Learning. Higher Learning is a great fucking movie. Highly slept on, though. A lot of people don't know about Higher Learning. They don't know about the messages. They don't know about the what happens like it's one of his slept on movies that are that is famous in certain circles but certain people never even heard of fucking higher learning they never even heard of it but the story follows omar epps i don't know his name in this movie i forgot because omar epps is omar epps in every goddamn movie like i don't remember his name in any any movies really omar epps is always omar epps but he goes off to college um, he gets in with the with the the local. He gets in. He gets in on a, a track scholarship. He was in track and field. He gets in on that scholarship, but he becomes radical. He becomes like a black radical, not radical, but he becomes like a fan of the Panthers. Um, he 
gets into Malcolm X, and then that's when he meets Ice Cube's character named Fudge. Now, Fudge is like a fifth-year senior, but he's so deep into that shit. He's deep into the black empowerment and the movement and all that. Like, they deep in. Buster Rhymes is in it. He's part of the movement, too, as well. Tyra Banks plays in it. She plays a track and field uh uh athlete that's also omar epps's love interest in the movie and they end up getting it getting together but it is this white boy played by michael rapaport his name is remy in the movie right his name is remy now remy comes to the college that they're at he um he doesn't fit in he tries to go with the frat boys the frat boys don't want him he tries to hang out over here they don't want him he's roommates with certain people they they don't want him like he's an outcast and he's just hanging out one day and a group of white supremacists approach him and eventually welcome into the fold. They eventually welcome him into the fold. Like he becomes a white supremacist. He shaves his head. The main dude has like swastikas hanging up and all that shit. So they all go to the same school. Omar Epps and his crew, which include Ice Cube and Buster Rhymes and all that, they end up fighting the skinheads. So now they just getting into it. They just, that's, that's just what it is. Regina King is also in it. Like, it's a good cast of people. So, all in all, that white supremacist named Remy, he ends up devising a plan to shoot up the school. He is pumped on by his white supremacist brother. They put the battery in his back and say, you know, you should do it, do it, do it for the brothers, do it for the, for the race, do it for the white race, and all that, all that shit that they say, right? So, he devises a plan. Um... He attacks, he gets, he, he kind of a, he gets into it with his roommate, pulls out a gun. After they had to rumble with Omar Epps' group, Omar Epps been hating him. He pulls out a gun on Omar Epps, then he escapes after that. Um, Omar Epps is beat by the security guards because the security guards get that someone has a gun. And while Omar Epps is running around and doing all that, they end up restraining him and kicking his ass. And he's telling them, like, that guy has a gun. He put a gun on me. And the security guards don't listen because they're slightly racist as well. It is given that in the movie. They don't say it, but their actions prove it. So Omar Epps and Tyra Banks, they're... um in the quad at this little peace march or whatever it was that they're, they're in the quad just hanging out remy takes position on top of the school and he just starts shooting up the school now this was before school shootings was prevalent this is this is in the early 90s so this is pre-columbine this is pre a lot of shit now it's the norm to be in a school shoot not be in it but to hear about it that's the norm you hear about it at least once a day you're not going it's not going to make major news unless it's like a certain amount of victims like that's how fucking normal it is if it's like one or two all right until it touch like 10 20 30 40 then they like oh yo, yo that's a, it's crazy we become so desensitized but he starts shooting at the quad with a sniper rifle he kills he kills Tyra Banks character he shoots her while they were trying to get away so Omar Epps is like he's going crazy he's screaming he's ah 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 and then he goes to chase him like it's a good movie um Remy ends up getting cornered by security after Omar Epps chases him down he ends up getting cornered by security because he has a gun on him and security is trying to calm him down like hey man we can get you some help we can get you some help remy ends up killing himself um lawrence fishburne is lawrence fishburne is in it like it's a good film it's solid it's solid a lot of hidden messages it's a lot of shit to decode but at the same time it's entertaining 
it's entertaining it has a lot of different storylines i'm not gonna get into every single storyline but it has a lot of subtext like it has um it's, it's just a lot it's just a dope ass movie man dope ass movie so higher learning is staying now the last movie on the list was baby boy i like baby boy i have no issues with baby boy i see a lot of people talk down on baby boy i think we end up going to the theaters to see baby boy i was in like fifth grade that's how long ago that shit came out we went to the theater to see baby boy now baby boy is a movie that follows a man named jody played by tyrese and his relationship with yvette played by taraji p henson and he lives at home with his mom and his mom's boyfriend melvin played by uh fuck is ving rames played by ving rames and it's basically the story of trying to get a grown man to grow up because he still has a little boy mentality he has two baby mamas he stays at home with his mom he doesn't want his mom dating like he has that mindset but he's in a relationship with taraji p henson's character yvette they have a son together but he also has a prior uh he has a daughter from a prior relationship so it just displays him trying to balance everything as well as to be a perceived you know gang member he's jobless but he's trying though he's trying he's, he's selling women's clothes he's doing everything he can to get on his feet he puts dayton's on the goddamn honda accord that is fucking crazy that boy put dayton's on the honda accord like that nigga is out his fucking mind and the spacer kit so the wheels was sticking out crazy and it was fucking dating like he was wild bro but he visits um yvette every couple you know every day or whatever and while he's over there snoop dogg character ronnie calls he calls from jail that's yvette's ex so Tyrese answers and he's, ah, oh, what you calling my girl? He's talking a bunch of shit on the phone. Hey, man, focus on not dropping the soap. Do this, do that, do that. And him and Yvette get into it. And then ultimately, while he's selling clothes, he gets approached by one of Yvette's co-workers. Now, one of her co-workers is a freak, big freak. Her name is Pandora in the movie, right? She invites Jody over to her house under the guise of buying some clothes. And she has candles lit and she's trying to fuck him. He turns it down, but he lets her give him head. Then he just ends up leaving. The next day, him and Yvette are out. They're about to get something to eat. She finds the condoms in the car. One is missing. And she's like, who you been fucking? Who you been fucking? Now, now tell it. Her and Pandora, they like workplace enemies. And, he, and she noticed that pandora was looking at her a little crazy so she immediately goes to pandora like you fuck pandora didn't you you fuck pandora and he's like i didn't do that i didn't do that so when they go to the house yvette is still pumped up he gets up they they he's eating his food she walking around the kitchen just you know cussing up a storm eventually tyrese slaps yvette now i forgot what led up to it but it was the argument got so heated that she was punching on him out of anger like how could you do this how could you do this he backhand the fuck out of her takes her to the room and eats her pussy then takes her car the next morning he wakes up the car is not in his driveway so he calls her like hey vet somebody stole your car do you got the tracker on it etc 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 she like jody i stole my car he races to her house. Like, I could break down this whole fucking movie for you. But eventually they get into it. They separate. When Snoop Dogg character gets out, he shows up at Yvette's house. She lets him stay for whatever reason. She lets him stay 
Oh, you can sleep on the couch. You can do. She lets that nigga stay in her house for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. But meanwhile, Tyrese is at home with his mom. You know, just going through it. They trade in custody of the boy or his son going back and forth. So when he goes to pick up his son one day, somebody else answers. It was a grown man that answered. One of Rodney's friends answered the door and said, who you, Lope? So Tyrese is like, hey, man, you know, I'm just here for my son. So Snoop Dogg start cussing at him. Hey, ain't you that nigga that was talking hard on the phone? Oh, you here for your son? What's up? What's up? What's up? Tyrese ended up driving off. Well, riding off because he ain't had no goddamn car, but he had a bike. So he ended up riding off. Later that night, he's taking a bath. He's taking his son a bath. Then later that night, Yvette comes to pick up the son. So Tyrese answers like, is them niggas still at your house? Whatever. So Tyrese basically cuts her off because she like, look, man, the car is broken. The engine needs fixing. He like, what the fuck you telling me for? That ain't my problem. Like, this shit is real hood love. Like, Poetic Justice was hood love, but Baby Boy is like toxic hood love that shit is fucking toxic like if you in a relationship like that get the fuck out if you in a relationship to where you got problems with your girl and she got a whole nother man moving in if y'all in a relationship where y'all hitting each other if y'all in a relationship where you finding uh condoms in the car and missing one and th- that shit is crazy bro like is get out get out of that shit but eventually snoop dogg's character does a drive-by on jody Ronnie does a drive-by on Jody. For you know, um, he took Yvette's car, and um, he took Yvette's car, and he was driving past where Jody and his friend Sweet Pea was. So he's driving down the street. Tyrese like, ha, look at my girl. She playing a lot. She not knowing that it's three dudes in that fucking car. So Snoop Dogg pulls in front of the house, rolls down the window, and Tyrese is like, oh man, it's Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg starts shooting at him. He hits Tyrese twice, but it turns out it was just a dream, but it was a drive-by, but Tyrese ain't really get hit. Like, I don't get the point of that, but that's what happened. So later that night, they devise a plan. They like, yo, we got to kill this motherfucker. We got to kill Rodney because he's shooting at niggas and stealing cars and doing all that. So they show up at Yvette's apartment. They cut the power to the to Yvette's apartment. So when Rodney comes down to, you know, check the power, Sweet Pea, played by... Um, Omar Gooding, which is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother. You might know him as Mo from Smart Guy. They, like, they surround him. Like, Tyrese is right here, and then Sweet Pea is right here, and they cock their guns, and Snoop Dogg is like, what the fuck, I'm supposed to be scared or something? Then he's still off on Tyrese. Boop! Start running down the street. They shooting at him all the way down the street, shooting at him, busting at him, busting at him, busting at him. They eventually uh, say, you know, focus in. Tyrese unloads some unloads a few hits him in his legs then they catch up to him they standing over them with the guns drawn to, uh ronnie's is like ronnie's character is like shoot me shoot me i didn't see everything except christ motherfucker shoot me so tyrese is seeing himself in that position like he's seeing himself as rodney he's like no then sweet pea just unloads on that motherfucker boo 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 kill him so Tyrese get home, ran to his mama house. As soon as he get in, he sit on the floor. He collapsed. After that, Melvin comes into the room. Now, Melvin been torturing Jody this whole fucking movie. He been putting him in chokeholds. He been making breakfast naked in the kitchen, drinking up all the Kool-Aid, like doing a bunch of shit, right? He takes the gun, wipes it off, 
and I assume went and got rid of it. So after that, I don't know what happened in between time or in the meantime, but somehow Tyrese grew up. Jody grew up. He became a man. He became uh, uh, cognizant of his mistakes. He 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 went home to his girl. He got her pregnant again, so they got a daughter on the way, like or a son on the way or whatever. So him catching that body made him grow up. I don't know what it is, but him catching that body made him grow up in some weird ass way. Then they closed the movie with you know them playing cards at a park and Yvette is, Yvette is pregnant and you know they it's, it's weird, bro. It's weird. But that is Baby Boy, a hood classic. All of these are hood classics. Baby Boy is just more recent. Baby Boy came out in the 2000s. The other movies are from the 90s. So let's run down this list one more time. We started with Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, and Baby Boy. Boys in the Hood stayed. Poetic Justice stayed. Higher Learning stayed. But Baby Boy gotta fucking go because it wouldn't make a difference if Baby Boy existed or not. It didn't. It did not shape culture. It was not a socially redeeming movie. It wasn't social commentary. It was just bullshit. It was just entertainment. It was just slapstick. You feel me? It's good. It's entertaining. It's entertaining to watch. It's funny at times. It's some hood shit. But at the same time, it doesn't hold the weight of a Boys in the Hood, a Poetic Justice, or a Higher Learning. Those movies have a different culture significance that cannot be measured and that cannot be uh challenged by a movie like baby boy you get it but that was another installment of one gotta go and this is the random ignorance podcast i'm your host savage the great peace